Wow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Me If I Was 20 podcast. I'm Gage, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend. Uh, I'm Ty. I, I am Ty, Gage's yes. friend. Happy to be his friend. Um, so, <clears throat> this is our first episode of our podcast. Um, we're just getting it started. How about this? Like, how about, like why are we doing this? Uh... Well, I just want to talk about some it, cool it, stuff. It, is it anything more than like people will just be like, "Hey, you guys would sound pretty cool if you guys had a podcast," and and, and it's probably more of like Gage every every time that we talk, he's like, "Dude, we should do a podcast." Yeah, I feel like we have very uh, like good flowing conversations. We do, and we're similar enough, but we're also different enough right. to where we're not just going to be like, "Ooh," like. Gage, you like the Jungle Book? I like the Jungle Book too, right. man. I don't even know if I've seen the Jungle Book. That is a travesty. All the we'll, way through. Okay, we'll get to that at some point. <laughs> so, um, um so, here's the facts. Yes, I'm 20 years old. <laughs> yes. Um, Ty, and I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 this year. Hence the name, me if I was 20. Yep. And if you check out our Instagram page or our website. Mm-hmm. You'll see that we maybe kind of look a little similar. And we've also kind of come to the fact that if I was, I am old enough to be Gage's dad. Yeah. And we think that's hilarious. Um, it was one of the first things that he pointed out to me the first time we ever met. I was just like, okay. I also thought strange, you were super intimidating. This, this strange kid that I have never met before. And he's saying, <laughs> you, could, you could be my dad. And I was just like, wow, what a thing to tell someone. Um, but it's I, funny because nobody ever expects me to only be 20. It's fu- I, It's funny now. Um, but and nobody expects me to be forty. No, so, not at all. So, I maybe thought you were early thirties. Yeah, see, just like those people that we saw at the movie theater that yeah. time. Um, so that's what we're doing here. It's basically we don't have a theme. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I have a wide variety of things that I like to do. Absolutely, I like to watch movies and hang out with people. And exercise, and yeah. play disc golf, and play video games, yeah. and hang out with people, and eat good food. So I like all those things too. You are a you are a honest to god wrestler. I am. Yes, I I'm being trained by. If you guys know, if you guys ever uh, have been a connoisseur of WCW, <laughs> I'm early maybe what nineties. Uh yes yeah uh, I would so Raven had the flock mm-hmm. one of the members of the flock's name was Lodi yep that's my wrestling coach which is crazy because I knew exactly who that was whenever you talked about right. it so um, I did not realize that but needless to say like me engaged met at church and people were like you guys should hang out like I think you would like each other mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like okay. And it just never kind of really materialized. And eventually we, like, went on, like, a retreat one, like, weekend. Like, that's basically all we did. Like, Mm -hmm. so we were just hanging out the whole time. I was just like, okay, this kid's pretty cool. And I think that he got less scared of me. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. After we got in the car with, uh, after Ev picked us up, I said, I was super quiet. I said, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, we're picking up Ty, okay. (laughs) And then you got in the car and then started talking about music and then movies 
Yep. And then it just clicked. Yep. We just started relating on movies we liked. And basically that turns out to be like, I'm just a person, just like anyone else. Exactly. And so is Gage. Right. Um, and it's just like, you know, the more you know someone, the better you are acquainted. And, you know, the, the more you realize, like, I have this in common with this Absolutely. person. Yeah. And then I realized also that Gage has some very, very controversial things that he thinks. Like, you as well. Like about seatbelts and things like that. Oh, we can get into the no. seatbelt discussion on another yeah, oh, episode. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's definitely not today. Um, but we're, but that's who we are. That's what we're here for. What are we talking about today? What is so important right now? Something that's weighed heavy on both of our minds yes. for probably two weeks, I, maybe I, three, maybe a month. It's been, okay, go ahead. I don't know how long it's been, but a couple weeks ago or so, and we're finally sitting down to talk about yes, this. Yes, finally. We went to the movies to see the movie Nope. Yes. And I've had a, like a like a like a strange love affair going on with Nope for a pretty long time. Um the last time I saw a movie in the theater was Endgame. That's so long ago. It was an extremely long time ago. Yeah. It was crazy. And honestly, like I am so glad that I broke my fast with Nope because that movie was drop dead amazing. It was a great movie. And, and the more I think about it, the more I love it. I think it was like a work of sheer original brilliance, which we can get into. Yeah. About why. But we both loved it. I it mean, was awesome. Like we went ate dinner and like we talked about it for like an hour and a half. We might as well have recorded them. I know. I know. I wish we could have because like. Well, we would have like, had the background of Zach's piece. Yes. And, and and I feel like we would have had way fresher ideas about 100%. what that movie was. Um, and it's like it's like a punch to the gut. I think is yeah. the reason I liked it so much. There's um, a lot of like kind of shocking scenes in that movie. <laughs> Yes, which we'll, which get, we'll into. get into that. Um, but it, it's basically centered around like two characters, right. um, and it's a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. and their dad dies, kind of in a really mysterious. Oh, before we keep going, sorry, go ahead. If you guys have not seen this movie and oh, you yes, don't want to hear a please. thing about it, yes. please click away and come back. Though. Yeah, yeah, come I, back and after the movie. I don't know how long this will last, and we probably won't have a timestamp on this because no. we're not going to be that sophisticated mm-hmm. yet. Um, but if you don't, this is a movie that you need to experience for yourself. Right. And if you don't, if you don't have a frame of reference about what we're talking about, like, it it might ruin quite a few things right. for you. And right. I think before I went to see this movie, my expectations weren't super high, if I'm going right. to be honest. Right. Like, I know Jordan Peele's like, the I love man. Key and Peele. Yes. And, you know, I've not seen his other two movies, right. which I need to watch. But, I mean, Get Out, everybody loves it. Right. And and everybody's like, man, Us is, like, such an interesting follow-up right. to that movie. Um, <clears throat> but, and honestly, I heard the reviews weren't super awesome for Nope. I thought they were kind of, like, whenever it came out, like, there was nothing going on. No. Like, nothing to the left or the right of it. So, it kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I, let's get into that because I think that's like a good like jumping off point for why what we thought about it is because the reason people would say that is because like it's like a movie that really sticks with you. Yeah. You know, like absolutely. The more you think about it, you're just like, dang, that was yeah. going on here, and dang, that was going I've on here. I've seen so many like other like I've seen so many TikToks and videos yeah. about like these little details that yeah. I missed, and I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's so, just. So it starts with like 
this brother and this sister, right. and they their dad dies, mm-hmm. and it's really just it's that's it's like the least disturbing thing of the disturbing things that Probably happens in so. that movie, but it's also like pretty crazy. I thought they were getting shot at. Yeah, but it's raining quarters and, and metal and like it, it, keys, which and, is such a confusing start to that yeah. movie and, with it presumably being an alien movie. Right. So he gets killed. But but I mean, but that's the thing. Like that is where the story goes. Right. It picks up. It starts out, and we're just like we come through like this sort of devastated studio audience. And honestly, I'm gonna be really honest right now. This was one of the biggest reasons I wanted to see this because I wanted to see this monkey rampage. I'm not even, <laughs> not not even kidding. I was you so. Pumped. I had no idea about this. Monkey oh rampage. yeah, and I didn't want to spoil it for Gage, but I knew this was gonna happen. But as soon as like, so even before the movie starts, yeah, there's a whole. You basically, it's almost a cold open. Yeah. Um, like I don't know if that's a TV term or a yeah. I know it's a TV but, term, but, but it works. It works here because it comes back to that later. Yep. yep. There's it's a cold open on this monkey just going absolutely ballistic. Yes. In in a studio audience of no one. And it is quite. It is one of. It is the first most shocking thing in this movie, and there's like three that you're just like, holy crap! Right. What did I just see? Yeah. Um. And it was brutal. Yes. Um, and really well acted, really well like put together. But mm-hmm. it's basically like this like chimpanzee Gordy mm-hmm. just goes insane on this set and just kills everybody and maims some people and like oh man, like you you really just get a sense of like wow like it's like it's such a punch in the gut. It is. It's like it's, really gets your it's attention. It's like you're there. Yes. It's like it's so real, probably because of the lack of the audience, right. because of you know, and and like we talked about after the movie, like we so I'm just gonna go off on this tangent right here yeah, before we go. Let's do it. I'm, uh, I'm not I, right after anything. the movie. We're talking about Nope, and that's about the that's about the extent of our outline, folks. Sorry if there's some creaking. That's a chair here. Um. Anyways, so <laughs> so we're leaving the movies, and there's this guy. Oh yeah, his name great. Um, was his, London. His name was London. Yeah. If you're listening, what's up? What's up, dude? You're an uh, awesome dude. We talked about that movie for at least thirty minutes oh, with him. Just standing in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah, and, yep. and you know you don't really find people like that. No. So it, there wasn't, but maybe there's like ten, twelve people. Ten in people there? total. It was counting not, us. It was not many. Yeah. Um. But anyways, and now I've forgotten what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I remember. So just all the simple little things that were out of place yep. in that set. Yes. Yes. Just like a little blood on the door right. and like a lamp turned over. Yes. It just, it's just. And it, obviously the shoe. Right. Like, is like. It's just a staple. Yes. And so. But I saw something where it was talking about, maybe we get in that part later, but his collection of items. Yes. He probably remembers it that way because that's how he has it set up. Right. In that collection of items. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I don't know though. So let's, okay, let's get into it. So like. There's a character in it, and his name is Jupiter, and he was uh, a small boy on the set of this television show that this monkey went crazy and, like, maimed a bunch of people right. and killed some. And, um, like, the monkey doesn't turn on him. Mm-mm. Like, it, it, he, the monkey, like, basically, or I should say, we should say Gordy. It's Gordy. probably disrespectful to call him a monkey. Right. Um, <laughs> 
um, Gordy is like, jumps over this couch and just starts like bashing this lady and like, what? I mean, it doesn't show this, but I mean, what we could presume to be him eating her face. Right. And it is quite shocking. It is. And then he tries to revive her and like he's sitting around and I don't know if you noticed this the first time but there's a lampshade in the foreground Mm -hmm. and this movie's like got a lot of thematic stuff about eyes and like who's seeing what and for what reason and that lampshade is swinging back and forth and this little boy is huddled underneath the table Mm -hmm. and the lampshade stops on him and then Gordy sees him. Yeah. And then you're just like, and then it cuts away and you're just like, holy crap, what is going on? You're obviously seeing through someone's eyes at that point yes because there's the veil of the uh curtain uh, or not the curtain but the tablecloth yes and um it's just clear that you're seeing through someone's eyes right and not to mention also how this movie opens it opens almost like an old film camera yes which we learned something else later about that film camera yep but it opens and zooms in on this film camera on the lens of a film camera which is almost like an eye right so it's like it's all about like who's seeing what and like for what reason, like you said. Absolutely. And then there's like an overarching story, like these two sisters, OJ and M, like they they inherit this this ranch. They don't really know what to do with it. Like OJ's like not great with people and I really felt for him. That 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 uh that shot where they're shooting that commercial and that right. horse kicks that makeup out yes. of that lady's hands is like like that's like a, another thing that like we completely didn't talk about. Well, another but thing that is about nuts. that is um, <clears throat> on that set. So they they brought the they were horse tamers. Uh, OJ and her, yep. his sister. Um, what was her name again? Emily. Emily. Yeah, but at the Emerald. But I think Emerald. they called her M. Yeah. Okay. I forgot her name. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> OJ's is actually Otis Junior. Otis so. Junior. Yeah. Which was. Rest in peace, the dad's name. Yeah. Um, but so they're on the set of this commercial, and you you see, you know, from behind OJ and them towards the director. If you notice, actually, no, I'm thinking of a completely different part in the movie. I'll get back to that later. Okay. But yeah. Well, well, let's like let's stick with the eyes. Like you know, yeah. there's like all this stuff. Like they're horse trainers, mm-hmm. and like. OJ knows horses and he knows how to train them, but like he does not know people very well. No. And he actually really feel for him because nobody's listening to him. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes him like at Serious. his word. Mm-hmm. Um, his sister comes in and she is like so much more dynamic mm-hmm. and kind of like helps him fill in those blanks where he needs help, you right. know? And that's kind of where this accident, quote unquote, mm-hmm. comes from. Like, I grew up on a on a horse farm. Like mm-hmm. I was around horses my entire life. One of the biggest things you know not to do is don't ever ever go behind a horse. Yeah. It is the stupidest thing that you can do. Is I that sw- where "Don't look a gift horse in the mouth" comes from? No. What does I, that mean? I have no idea. I hear that and I said, "What the world?" I have. Oh, I know what it is. It means like so. If somebody brings you a horse, right? Uh-huh. Usually, what they would do is they would check its teeth, oh. right? Um, because it, if it if it's if its mouth's not good, it won't accept the bridle. A gift horse means somebody's just giving you a oh, horse. Oh yeah, okay, so that makes sense. That's like it's like you know, it's like you questioning almost. Yeah. Like this is a gift that's been given mm-hmm. to you. Why are you? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Um. But uh, there's a lot of like 
getting back to nope though mm-hmm. there, there's so much like wild animal like and that's Absolutely. that's one of the big i'm gonna go ahead and talk about this right now so like there's not actually aliens in this movie no it, and- it's an animal yeah which is like it's so brilliant because Jordan Peele showing you one thing, especially that trailer. Yeah. You know, like you, you it looks like a big UFO yeah. the whole time. Well, see, like eventually, like that this creature can shift forms, right? right. And it, if it's moving really fast, it's sort of shaped like a triangle, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got like sort of a big circular mouth in the mm-hmm. bottom of it. And eventually, like if it's on like full display, it sort of looks like a big sort of gigantic jellyfish. Yeah. Is I guess the biggest thing. Like, jellyfish or, or like comparison. moth, yeah, or something mixed between those two. I'd say. But it's awesome. Yeah. Like I mean, it looks the, stunning. And the CGI is CGI is great. Yeah. Um. The CGI with Gordy is, like, out of this world. Mm-hmm. I actually read some stuff about how they did that, and they, mm-hmm. like, they scaled up the couch because mm-hmm. it's a person doing that, right. doing that motion, mm-hmm. like, that motion capture. Um, they scaled up the couches to be two-thirds bigger than they normally would be, so, mm-hmm. like, he's actually, like, jumping over it like a chim- yeah. chimpanzee would. Like, everything is built up to scale like that, which you just, I don't know, man. Like, it is, it is so well done. It is such mm-hmm. a unique movie to see like just the way that it's shot like like i don't know if gage did this but i found myself like tracking across the screen and like out into the ceiling like trying to see what was going on like i didn't find myself doing that but i could see how like like, i didn't get confused i'm not an idiot right but like i was definitely like oh my gosh and then it stops I'm like oh yeah it stops yeah. but it feels like you're looking up in the sky the entire time mm-hmm. um it's kind of i think one of the unique things about it i mean um, it's, but i mean a lot of its focus is in the sky too sure um and what people are looking at yeah and that's kind of like the gist of it like you know you're taming these wild animals and that's kind of how this gordy thing comes in because when you see this chimpanzee going on this crazy rampage at the beginning of it, you're just like, what does this have to do with aliens? Exactly. And I thought it was just like a studio intro. Yeah. Like, because like his, he, I think his production studio is called Monkey Paw Productions. Right. So I just thought it had to do with that. <laughs> right. I had no clue that this had anything to do with the movie. Right. Um, But it does. And it's, boy. Quite a lot to do with the movie. Yes, of course. They tie in very well. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things like London, our our, our, our first listener London, mm-hmm. like really had to say to us. He was just like, and that was all he said coming down the aisle. He's just like, I don't know if I get that one, guys. I'm yeah. going to have to think about that. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, like, it's like, you know, it's saying all this stuff about how people treat the world around them, yeah. right? Like, the spectacle... Because, like, let's be honest, like, OJ and M, they're trying to get rich off of taking a picture of this UFO. Mm-hmm. Or the thing that they Which think... Which is a wild animal. Right. This thing that they think is a UFO. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it turns out to be, like, it's a wild animal. Mm-hmm. So that relationship keys back to Gordy. Mm-hmm. And Gordy being controlled by, like, his handlers or these showrunners to do things that he wasn't built to do. No. Right? He, he, like, the first tracking shots, they come through a jungle, yeah. right? And then into, like, down a studio audience, or, like, down an aisle, mm-hmm. like, next like to, like, stadium steps. Um, like, the backstage area. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it gets into the actual stage. But it's 
it's almost manifest the way Gordy's journey would have been, yeah. right? Like it, he would have started in the jungle, jungle the being backstage. doing that stuff that he wanted to do. Like he was an animal, and he was just hanging out with other chimpanzees, mm-hmm. doing whatever they do. And I don't even want to know because Chimp chimpanzees Monkey are disgusting. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that, but then going into a human world where he doesn't really belong, and right. he's doing things that he was not built to do. Yeah. And that's where the tragedy comes in because, like, this is another spoiler alert. Like, when we get to see the continuation, because there's two parts of that Gordy story. Yes. You get the first part in the beginning, and then about midway through the movie, um, you get the you get like the the prologue to yeah. it, and it is way more devastating than the first one because, right. like, that's the one when he like kills the dad. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, oh boy. Like, that is just crazy. Well, I mean, that sort of leads to the next part of the movie, because um, <clears throat> isn't, the, isn't the next part of the movie where they end up going to Jupiter's farm to I think try like, and buy back their horses? I th- well, See, like, so what you're thinking is, OJ's thinking that he, he's selling horses to get money from Jupiter. Right. Um, and you don't know this, but like he says at the beginning, like, hey, I would like to do something to where we can buy these back eventually. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of gives this very strange suspect yeah. like look in his face like, yeah, sure. OK. Um, but what you find out later in the movie is that he's literally running these horses into this canyon and selling tickets so that this alien will come or this creature will come and eat them mm-hmm. so that people can see it. Right. And, and while we're talking about that, I mean, okay, so Jupiter, this character, he's running the show. He's, right. he's got all, basically a theme park like themed around him because he was yes. he was this kid and he was a child actor. Yep. Um, he is a big deal in his own mind. Yeah, he's a big deal in his he, own mind. He's the person, without a doubt, who I have, I think, has the worst perspective for sure in the entire. I, who I identified with the like, least. Yeah, I identified with the director more and yeah. he did like some way stupider things I yeah think. <clears throat> um but and i also think he was almost a local locally yeah. known he thought he was a lot bigger than he right. really was yeah um but he's running these shows which is maybe maybe like a couple football fields away from the other ranch yeah um which is on the same mountain range yep where OJ and his sister are seeing this quote unquote UFO and little do they know he's feeding this horses to that animal thing yeah. and making people so like you said making people pay to watch it but but he's saying it like it's a this spectacle of it's an alien sighting like it's and it, he understands it and no one else does right. and that won't hurt him no because yeah. Gordy didn't hurt him right and so he thinks he has some sort of special connection there and another thing about him mm. is so he's got this cowboy hat on. You look at the cowboy hat. Look how it's shaped. Right. It's shaped just like the way the UFO thing looks yes. when it's uh, yep. in its UFO form. Yep. Um, and and his jacket's got UFOs all over all it. All over it. But I think the thing that we need to talk about when we talk about Jupiter is like his little museum. Yeah. Um, because that part is like really tough to yeah. stomach. Um, because he's he's obviously got a lot of held up trauma yeah a lot of when it comes to gordy which yeah. is understandable yeah so i mean let's he's he's the kid underneath the table um which we can talk about the whole veil the veil thing sure too 
later on, but um, he's hiding behind the tablecloth. The monkey's killing people in front of his yeah. eyes, and they they always used to fist bump each other on the show. Yeah. The monkey comes up to give him a fist bump, and the monkey gets his, his brains blew it's out right, right in, front in front of him. him. Like, it is one of the... I think Gordy coming up to him is, like, one of the most heartbreaking scenes. Yeah. Because that's when he starts to realize, like... This, I mean, you can see it on his face. Like, mm. this is what I did. Right. I I did something bad. Mm. I don't know what to do now. Right. So it let was, me go back to something I do it was know. like a scared person. And yeah. He needed reassurance. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they shoot him, man, like, it is just brutal. Yeah. Um, but there's all these mementos that Jupiter has yeah. from it. And they're in this sort of, like, strange, just macabre, like, mm-hmm. it's museum like he's, that he has hidden in the back of his office. Yeah. And he's, it's almost like he's, like, he's not necessarily worshipping this, this, his past, but, like, he's holding his past in such high regard that he yeah. wants to put it all in a museum. It's right. like, this is, this, this is the big moment in my life right. that I'm always going back to right he's got newspaper articles the shoe literally from the, the accident the, with blood the mad on tv thing yeah. um the shirt i think he has gordy's shirt mm-hmm. um that he was wearing or one of them yeah um it it's really upsetting in a way like and and it's not like gross right. it's just like emotionally like you see him telling this story with such like such like kind of a perverse mm-hmm. like, like revelation about it like grandiose oh thing. yes like look this is what happened to me and he's taking such pleasure in it but then it cuts back to this like little boy that's like scared under the table mm-hmm. which is harkens back to this is how he really feels about right. that like his emotions like they are not in check and obviously he has been like really scarred by this yeah. and not dealt with it at all. Right. Or if he has, he has taken the complete wrong message from it. Absolutely. Um and that part is tough. Mm-hmm. Um and do you ever I mean I don't know if you're like this. Do you ever just root for people in movies who be like, you know, that person just needs to die. They're the worst. Like I don't know. Like, how about this? If the horses in that movie, like they're, it's like horses are such a central part of it. Mm-hmm. Like eyes and wild animals and the spectacle and like the Hollywood like kind of media, mm-hmm. like all that stuff's like really front and center. And horses are so sweet, right? Mm-hmm. They're really trusting. They're really smart animals. Almost like a dog. Yeah. And to see someone just like really flippantly just run them out there so that they can get killed and get money off it sucks. It does suck. <laughs> it do- I don't think I wanted Jupiter to die. I think I found his character super intriguing. Yeah. Um, it, well, he does end up with a very interesting fate. Yes. But and, and that and that like that whole like Gordy sequence kind of leads us back to when everyone gets sucked up in the jean jacket, oh which is the gosh. name of the creature. It was like one of that is the if Gordy is the most shocking thing, that thing is a close second. Yeah. Like me and Gage were just like, holy crap, yeah. what is happening? Because you're not expecting like you're expecting it's gonna come eat the horse. Yeah. And that's it. It's just yeah. But there's all the people and the lady that the monkeys face. But 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 like. Hold on, that thought. When you see that flag, so like 
Jean Jacket gets like a horse stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Like a, a it's, fake horse. it's not a real horse. Yeah. It's a fake horse. Cool. And it has like flags coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like a kite. So like whenever whenever it's just sitting there, it looks like a cloud. Right. And so it's just a cloud that's draping these flags out of it. And when you see that drop down and you see it coming toward the valley, mm-hmm. you I don't know about you, but I like I got chills like holy crap. Something's happening. This is about to go yeah. down. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to oh, interrupt you're okay. you. No, but <clears throat> so, you know, like we were, you know, talking about earlier, he's he's having one of his shows. Yep. He's gonna feed uh the horse to Jean Jacket. Yep. And all of a sudden, <laughs> he's a little more hungry than usual, right. I guess. And it swoops in and sucks up everyone. Everybody in and, the audience. I mean, it, the only kind of comparison that I could think of is look like God put down a gigantic vacuum cleaner yeah. and sucked all the people into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I can't. It was terrifying. It was like, but and but seeing the aftermath. Seeing them in getting digested. Ugh, it oh. sounded like what I thought hell would sound like. <laughs> right. And that's what I said at the movies. It is so funny because it got so silent yes. when I said it. And then every, it was just funny. So so Gage is sitting there next to me. And they and these people are just like screaming. And it's just like roaring. And it is so loud. Gage is like shouting in my ear. It sounds like hell. He, and he, the thing that he said, he goes, it sounds like hell. And when the word hell came out, it just goes like hell and he shouted it out in the audience and it, it was pretty funny for me i think everybody else was confused but yeah but it was, it was very silent in the movies oh, it was gr- it was great though but the af- the i think the thing that stuck with me the most right is the after effect the blood the blood house it's just, well that's that's not even i'm not even getting there yet okay i just think i don't know if you got this at all from it but seeing maybe it's just i mean I don't know how much your generation coming up was affected by this thing. Oh, that's or, that's a that's um, good because we are not the same generation, right? Um, <clears throat> but active shootings and right and things like that. Yeah. Um, the Gordy scene and mm-hmm. the aftermath scene of them getting all sucked up, right? Just really made me think of like the aftermath of how life still goes on yeah. after things like that happen. Yeah. Like there could be stuff laying around, right. people, dead people. It's like. Right. It just makes me sick. I, like <laughs> terrifying. Because because at one point OJ just sh- like he shows up to get one of his horses back. Right. And which the, he does get back. Yeah, he does. He gets lucky back. And there's no one there. Mm-mm. Like and it is so eerie. Um, I think one of the things that we kind of have like talked or left out that I think is really important though is like, um, the creature. Like if you don't stare at it. It won't come and take you. It's basically how it works. I thought it was... Oh, that's right. That's right. One of the things I liked about the movie is, like, the rules. Like, the rules of the movie are really, really Mm -hmm. well-defined. They're not confusing. Like, they're really easy to follow. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know if anybody knows this, but, like, if you stare at, like, a gorilla or a chimpanzee, like, they take it as a sign of intimidation, like, bare teeth, you know? And you don't do that to mm-hmm. wild animals. You don't look them in the eye. It's a pretty, it's a pretty common thing. And uh, you really want to. What he was saying is like he was equating those wild animals to the way that he is taming Jean Jacket at the end of it. Right. Um, and 
so they figure that out pretty quick. Um, but it's also, you know, what we started talking about is, you know, that is that is symbolism for, you know, spectacle and, right. like, Hollywood media. Well, I mean, think about it, too. I mean... Like, if you give credence to the thing, if you look at it, yeah. then it gains power. Exactly. And then it will and, come and devour you. And I also look at it with Jupiter's character in mind. Right. It's like... I mean, he sees that there's people looking at him, so he feels like he has so much power. Yeah. Which goes back to the, how we were saying, you know, he feels like he's so much bigger than he yeah. really is. Yeah. And, like, does... I mean... All these people looking at this thing make it such a spectacle, but no right. one's looking at it. It has no power over anything. Right. It's there's a lot of layers to this movie, yeah. and I feel like I feel like we're just like kind of barely scratching the surface. But like, and we can keep talking about it because that Gordy thing, it is something that will stick with me till the day I die. Absolutely. And but it's also. I don't know if we want to get into this one yet. It, it, it's it's um, it is amazing and also like heartbreaking. Yeah, like it's like one of those things you cannot look away from, and I don't know if you want to like talk about anything else in it. But the, one of the biggest things I want to talk about is the end mm-hmm. and if OJ is still alive. Right. I <clears throat> don't think he is. So this is what I was going to ask you. Do you remember seeing him getting sucked up? into jean jacket i thought he did though because this is what i think and and this is like some like this is like some stuff that i had read about it too so at the end like at the end of the movie like this this like creature kind of transforms and it's like big flowy kind of ribbons coming off it weird thing closing and and it's got its weird mouth which you don't realize at the beginning of the movie but it's actually its mouth yes with the the quote-unquote film camera yeah was a mouth and it's really really cool because it starts out you know with the horse rider at Mm -hmm. the beginning of it who is supposed to be their great great grandfather Mm -hmm. and you know eventually like that would be oj's fate you know like they share that like they have both Mm -hmm. been sucked into it and good that's that is that you know kind of gigantic hollywood apparatus like like that it sucks people in and it chews them up and spits them out and literally that's what it does so (laughs) and that's one of the things we haven't talked about like it literally that killed their dad by spitting a nickel into his eye right it didn't do it on purpose like it was just it just sheds things that it can't digest right right um, and isn't that what Hollywood does too? Right, and that's the whole point, and that's what they did with Gordy. Yeah, Gordy is like again, like just being a chimpanzee, and he gets startled on set by a popping balloon, mm-hmm. and absolutely goes ape poop, mm-hmm. and then like kills everybody, everybody except for except for you know Jupiter and the girl, and then he gets killed because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we got all that we could out of you, mm-hmm. we are going to put you out now yep. that's it mm-hmm. you we can't if we can't use you then you're done right and it's really sad it but, is. but <clears throat> going getting back to the actual topic like i don't know because i don't know so one of the things i heard was is like it's that got that big display going on because because OJ actually broke it, and that was like a sign of reverence to it, and it was showing him who it really was. Maybe. You know? Yeah. And it never sucked him up. Maybe. Maybe it was him taming it. Right. That's quite possible. And so, here's the other... 
But I have a hard time believing if he did get sucked up into that thing that so his sister drives her motorcycle getting chased by this thing mm-hmm. down to Jupiter's like like um, carnival yeah. and releases this gigantic balloon that's right. filled with helium. It's Jupiter, by the way. It's a big balloon of Jupiter. Filled, yes. Yeah. And uh, like it, she's like trying to get a shot of this alien still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually they do. Right. And he sucks it up and it blows up and kills it. Yeah. So... How high do you think they were? Like 500, 700 feet in the Probably air? Maybe so. more? I yeah. mean, who knows? But, like, if he crashes down to the ground with a horse in tow, like, they're probably gonna die. Dude's dead anyway. <laughs> so, with the, if he's got sucked up and spit out of that thing, any, any height, right. I think you're done for. I mean, maybe not 10 feet or whatever. There's, but, a, there's also the explosion. Right. Like, that's. <laughs> propelling him fastly down right. to the floor. So, because so the end of the movie is like Emma walks away from getting this picture, and like all these police have showed up, and she looks out, and there's like a framed underneath, like uh, like this gigantic sign. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say? It says "out yonder" right over the top of it, and which makes you think he's dead. Though it's just OJ sitting on his horse. He doesn't wave. He doesn't come up and say hello. Mm-hmm. And it's like after this really long pause of her having her eyes shut, and she opens them and sees him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like either A, he's alive. Yeah. B, she's coming to terms with the fact right. that he he sacrificed himself for this cause. Right. Or B. Yeah, that, oh, there's no C. I said B twice, but there's no C. I can't, I couldn't think of what I was gonna say. Or he's dead. Or he's dead. Yeah. Right. And I don't know. Like I, I, I think I like A. Like he's not dead. Yeah. Um, because I like that. I like that in some way he broke Jean Jacket. Absolutely. I love the because idea he did of that. stand up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he more than anybody in the entire movie really understands and identifies with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's somebody that's going to, it's, like, it's going to be him. Yeah. It's crazy how much like this movie is actually about how people treat animals. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Right. And you just, there's like all these stuff in there that you do not expect going into it. And I think that's why like I told Gage, like, I think this movie is genius. It is, it's, it's got so <laughs> many layers. I mean, you go into it and you're like, Okay, first off, you look at it with the surface level, you're not going to get a thing out no, of this movie. No, you're going to be so confused. Um, but also, I mean, there's just so many different aspects to it. The Hollywood aspect, yeah. the animal aspect, the the personal, mm-hmm. like, uh, emotional aspect of right. it with Jupiter and, like, how the not even talked about the character development yet yeah. of OJ yep. and And, and, and how and both sister. of them do. Right. Yeah. Um, there's just so much to unpack. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And and we, I mean, we, I feel like we talked around it in circles, which is fine. Like, I mean, we don't have to move on. We can keep going. But I think the movie works best if you really go into it knowing that you're going to see something that you have never seen before. Right. And that's why I tell people, and that's why I told people, I was like, you need to see this movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> It, I think I haven't seen a movie like that since I've seen Hateful Eight, um, and that was like seven years ago. I've so never seen that movie. So. It's pretty good. It's yeah. a punch to the gut too, um, but it's saying a lot too. 
Uh, it's saying a lot about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I mean, Nope is awesome. Like, if you get a chance to, even if you don't, make some time, go see this movie because mm -hmm. it is great. Like, it's an it, awesome movie. It, it, what I tell people is like, it is like an all encompassing piece of art that everybody should experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and your life, my life, everyone's lives are better if they have art in it. Like, that's just all there is to it. Definitely. Um, for years, like, I thought I was going to be an art major and be a curator in a museum. Um, that I did not, see That did not turn out that way, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing that I get to do now you is curate, also making art. You can curate <clears throat> what you like on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, there's... You're a curator. Well, Banksy, like, you've ever heard of the movie Exit Through the Gift Shop? I've never heard of that movie, no. Well, it's a it's about the artist Banksy, mm -hmm. who I think everybody knows. Right. He says at the end of it, like, he thinks that everyone should make art. Everybody should be making art. I think I in agree. In some way, shape, or form. I mean, it, it, <clears throat> everybody needs an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, making art, whatever form, yeah. is probably one of the healthiest outlets there there is. I absolutely agree. Like I do so many different things. Yes. I, mean, I make music. I have a hard time narrowing it down. I, I do all kinds of things. Yeah. But I know you draw. I draw a little bit. Yeah? Just a little bit, yeah. What do you draw? Do what? What do you draw? Well, for a while, I was wanting to be a comic book artist. Dude! But then I just kind of fell out of it because it was just so hard. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I can like draw Batman, but I can't draw him 30 different times. Right. It's like, ugh. Flexing his muscles. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. See, I already learned something about Gage. Exactly. This is just our first episode. Exactly. Um, okay, well, that that's all. I think that I want to leave some meat on the bone because I think that we'll go back to Nope eventually. Yeah, it'll, it'll come up. Um, so, <clears throat> what else have you been doing? What how else have you done recently that you would like to talk about? Because I know you had something special that you did. What, SummerSlam? Yes. Yeah, I went to SummerSlam. It was pretty <coughs> awesome. Me and my dad went. It was the same weekend, right? Uh, Maybe. I think it was. I think it was. That's crazy. That's it might have been quite the same a weekend, weekend, buddy. Yeah. Saw an <coughs> awesome movie and then went to SummerSlam. Um, okay, well, tell me about SummerSlam. Uh, well, I did see... I will say this first. This is a very I didn't I don't think I mentioned it. You know Jimmy Hart. I saw Jimmy Hart while I was there. Really? I didn't talk to Jimmy Hart, but I saw him. No, no, I said, you wouldn't. I said Jimmy. <laughs> he didn't look at me though. <laughs> but I did see Jimmy Hart. Um, All right. What was your favorite match? I mean, I was I was going into it. I don't know if you know the and street. And you saw Profits. SummerSlam, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know if you know the Street Profits, but. There was a tag team title match with the Street Profits and the Usos. I was going into that expecting that to be very good. Yeah. Didn't deliver as much as I thought oh, it would. Oh, no. Um, I another thing I can complain about SummerSlam is there was a giant floodlight in our <coughs> eyeballs the entire time. Really? Yeah, because at their stadium shows, WWE loves to light the crowd up. and uh, Huh very bright and we were all chanting to turn the light off but <laughs> triple h definitely didn't listen to us oh, but, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot hunter um but I, I i guess i'm just gonna have to go with brock and uh roman that was a great match yeah it was uh i do mean you, do you hate roman reigns i don't hate roman reigns okay i am tired of him having the title i got you 
but and and not wrestling under it. Absolutely, but I also don't think he's of the caliber. Yeah. To hold both titles, truly, like what other one did he have? The Intercontinental? No, he has the SmackDown and Raw title. Oh yeah, so I forgot the they, I, the I forgot there were two different things yeah. now. See, when I used to watch wrestling, like the Raw was on Monday yep. and then SmackDown was on Thursday. Right now, and they it's were Monday and Friday. Right, but they were both like under the same mm-hmm. umbrella. Now they're under two different umbrellas. Right. And they, they, they're sort of trying to blur that line a little more recently, right. I think. Because doesn't SmackDown work like, this is our, like, recruiting, like... No. That's okay. NXT. Okay. You got that. That's on Tuesdays. I don't want to really watch that. I mean, I know that it's professional, but I thought more, it was more of, like, these people will get moved up to Raw. Doesn't that work I would work say like that? Raw is more or less their flagship show. It's right. like, it's their big show, but um, SmackDown's basically just as big. I mean... Because, I mean, you have the draft every year. Yeah. And different superstars will go different places. I gotcha. Um, okay, well, let's get back to SummerSlam. Yeah, the the Brock and Roman match, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar comes out, and then he disappears for a minute. And cause from, <laughs> oh, yeah, from, I forgot about From this. where I'm sitting, you can't see this, yeah. but all of a sudden you just hear this big thing fire up, and he's on a tractor. Yeah. He's on a tractor, and he pulls a tractor up to the ring, and yeah. It's just absolutely crazy. Didn't he dump it? Like, well, didn't he dump the ring? He, yeah, he near the end of the match, he went up and he stuck the forks under the ring yep. and he picked the ring up and Roman rolled out of it, which probably didn't hurt too bad. But no. what was the point of that? Just to be cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. But I mean, that's all you. There was a lot me. of table spots and a lot of <clears throat> yeah, um, mostly just table spots and. Uh, they threw Paul Heyman through a, the announcement table, so right, pretty interesting. Awesome. And have you ever been to like a big pay per view before? Or is that your that first? That was my one? first ever big pay per view. Is yeah. it okay? So I've only been the one. Mm-hmm. I went to one of my friend David Soulsby. Um, went to Backlash. Okay. Um, and I think like two thousand four or five. And I, to me, the weirdest thing about it was I thought they would pump like. The announcers through the PA, it, and it, they do not, and it is quite, it, it is, is quite different. unsettling, isn't it? Um, so I, I think it was a week after SummerSlam. We went to a SmackDown episode. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that better than a big pay per view. Yeah. Um, it's very cool to be in the audience for a big pay per view, yeah. but I just love the announcement yeah or the announcers i do too and uh, i would rather watch it on television especially smackdown you got michael cole Mm -hmm. and i like michael cole but i miss uh uh jr that's why he's on AEW now yeah and stuff so but my god he threw him through the shit stone cold's music (laughs) well i almost said that's gotta be kane but that's that's vince mcmahon (laughs) okay that okay Let's talk about that. How do you... Because Vince was still there during that, right? No. No. He no this was Triple H's first big first thing. First one. Okay. How, yeah. how are you feeling about wrestling? It's great. How do you feel pre-Vince? Because I'll tell you my opinions about pre-Vince, it. Pre-Vince, um, for the last at least two years, sucks. Okay. Um, so, or, or not pre-Vince, I guess. That pre... Uh, him leaving. Yeah, pre-him leaving, yeah it, yeah. it was it was getting pretty bad. So everything that I've heard, everybody's really excited about it. Yeah, um, like I don't think it's because people hate Vince McMahon. No, like, I don't think so either. Um, I think he might be the worst person that's ever lived. But yeah, he he's got some um, 
some skeletons got some, in there. Some demons in those skeleton closets. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Hunter, I think he's going to do a good job. I think things are going to take less of a PG turn, which I'm yeah. okay with. Um, right. Things being a little more, you know, violent um, or a little more, like, aggressive. Right. A better term for that. Um, I'm tired of all the blood in AEW. Yeah. There, John Moxley, a.k.a. formerly known as Dean Ambrose. Um, I don't know him. Okay, so he's the AEW cha- uh, interim champion at the moment. Right. And every single match he bleeds. Really? Yeah, every, almost every single match he's in, he bleeds. Why? I don't know, because he's a hardcore guy. He used to be wrestle with for CZW. And they're like that's this not that, That's not how wrestling. So like, this is why how I think wrestling works. Like bleeding is like a special thing. Absolutely, and you it know? should be saved for like grudge matches and yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah, like this is a hardcore match, or yeah. hey, this is a pay per view, and all this is a match that, that's been building up for so long. Right. with two people that hate each other. Yeah. If you just bleed all the time, it's not special. No. Like I'm not going to bleed for nobody if they don't have no reason to. No, that's dumb. Like I don't know, man. Um. I, I'm excited to talk about wrestling with Gage. Like I've been trying to get him to listen to another podcast, um, which I've sent him a bunch. Right. And it's not like he doesn't. He just, you know, he doesn't have time to do everything I want him to. Unfortunately. Right. I haven't like, watched the movies you sent like, home with me yet either. What? No, I haven't. Golly, I was gonna ask you about those. Okay. Um. Okay, we'll keep. Well, let's keep this going because you are a gigantic fan of wrestling yeah, right right okay so and you do it right i do in your spare time right every monday <clears throat> every Monday. i knew that because i knew that we can't play video games together because we we, we hardly wrestling. do to be honest anyway that is very true but i would like to and this is going on the podcast so you guys in the comments if you're there can hold the, me the five people that are listening to us right that are not going to be my mom and dad. <laughs> if I texted my mom and my dad about, hey, I got a podcast, I don't know that that would elicit some response that they knew what that was. They'd say, cool, what is that? <laughs> I don't know if they would say cool. They'd say, okay. Um, my mom might be just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. She might be mildly interested. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I guarantee you, my mom will share my posts. Yeah. But my mom will not listen to two hours of me talking. Really? I don't know. Has, this, has this been going on for two hours? I don't know how long it's been going on for. I don't think so, right? No, maybe not. Well, okay. <clears throat> Let's keep, like, are you good with wrestling? Yeah. Or you got more about SummerSlam? Because, I mean, I'm super, no. I am all ears about, like, what, because I didn't Edge get to. Edge came back. I didn't get to hear your experience right. about it because we were trying to save it from when we actually talked right. about it. it. It was it was a good time. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, there was some cool moments, like Edge, Edge coming back. He had been on a little hiatus because he had gotten injured, quote, unquote. Right. Storyline injury. Right. Um, and, you know, Seth Rollins coming out got a big pop. Um The, the match for the Raw Women's title was really good. I hear, honestly, that's one of the things I hear only good stuff about and not many things else in wrestling yeah, right there, now. There's, the women's division is pretty good right now, yeah. um, Raw-wise. SmackDown Women's Division is not too great. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Ronda Rousey. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Who cares about her? Yeah, she's suspended right now. She sucks. Shayna Baszler, she used to be UFC fighter as well. Is she like crazy racist like Ronda Rousey? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I think Shayna Baszler is actually a nice person in real life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, then I but feel Ronda Rousey. She's got some issues. Pretty icky. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, I know why. I just don't want to say it on this podcast. Because yeah. um, I don't want people to be like, oh, that's how you guys feel about this. I mean, obviously, don't worry. You will get my, my unfiltered, opinion. unfiltered opinion about most things. But, like, when it comes to maybe people's views, I will hold that back. Yeah. Unless we have a serious whole episode on something like that. That's going to be like a Patreon page, though. Because I, oh, I don't know if people completely handle that unfiltered no. part. So. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Not about I think I think those were our topics, right? Yeah, other than Ric Flair's last match, which I don't really care to talk about. Really? Why not? I haven't watched it yet. I mean, I just saw pictures of it, yeah. and then I read like a breakdown of it. Yeah, I haven't read anything. How, I, okay, how old is he? Because let's, let's just talk about it. I don't seventy something. I don't care. Maybe seventy eight. I mean, this is gonna be just like winging it anyway. It so is. who cares? Let's talk about it. All right, so he's seventy. He's wrestling a dude named Jeff Jarrett, who's sixty. Maybe he's probably close to seventy. Is this what wrestling is now? Sadly, yeah. I mean, that's what sucks. Like, and I think this is one of the biggest reasons, like, I stopped paying attention to it, is because it was just kind of regurgitated mm-hmm. the same old thing. Like, and it made me think about, like, honestly, when I saw him wrestling, it really made me think about Nope. Yeah. Because, like, it was almost just like he was just, he doesn't know anything, but just, like, Dude keep grinding himself. I know. He done faked a heart attack. And his daughter actually thought he was dying in the middle of it. Well, you know, he, 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 he before his match, he, he said that he would be okay with dying in the ring. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, is that what you're going for in life? That's what I, see, I, I thought they, they would just take it until, um... I thought he was gonna die. I thought I thought that was that was what's gonna happen. I know, but like, I mean, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, really? Why? I mean, it's so. He was a special guest blah. referee at SummerSlam. I mean, it's just like a baked potato with nothing on it. You know, I don't like, like Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I hate him. And guess what? I, I hated him. I hate him when he was younger, and I would probably hate him now. And no offense, all you. Uh, redneck folk, but I ain't a huge fan of Ric Flair either. Oh no, I cannot stand him. I, I mean, I'm I'm really sorry, but like, I I think that Undertaker just took like a bunch of flack recently. Did you see that? I didn't see that. So like, he named like his Mount Rushmore oh, of yeah, wrestling. Yeah, and like, I didn't know he took any crap for Hulk it. Hulk but... Hogan wasn't on it, and gosh, somebody else wasn't. I can't remember. Well, see, the people that were on it were like Andre the Giant. The Rock, mm-hmm. I think Stone Cold. Steve Austin was on it. And honestly, I would put him on it, personally. Who, Steve Austin? No, Undertaker. Oh, Undertaker? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, obviously, he's not so crazy think, that he's going to... I gonna, think we can and, have a and whole... He, and he's not, like, so conceited and, no, like, No, Undertaker prideful. seems like a good guy. Oh, he is awesome. Mark yeah. Calloway is an awesome dude. I think we dude. could have a whole episode on our Mount Rushmore. Yeah, of, of course. I think that would be a great episode. Um, but Steve Austin's definitely on mine. Oh, absolutely. Um, but... Yeah, I think maybe Sting was one of them. I can't. I can't. Deservedly. Remember. I wish I could think. I mean, Sting is a freaking legend. Yeah. And I mean, great guy too. But I don't think Ric Flair was on it, and I don't think Hulk Hogan was on it. And he got a lot of crap about that. But like Ric Flair, I just Rick never was got good on his, the mic. I just never got his thing though. No. I just he. 
I think he's a good worker, right? But I don't think he's a great wrestler. No, he he was a and good. I, and maybe some he people did what he could do well. Right. And and he could talk on the mic well. And give chest slaps. And give chops. <laughs> exactly. That's about it. And now every time someone gives us a chop in wrestling, everybody in the crowd goes, goes woo. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But like, I don't know, man. I'm right there with you. Like, I'm not. I'm not really big on, like, the history of wrestling. Mm -hmm. I like the history of wrestling, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, like, between, like, the beginning of wrestling when there was federations and there wasn't just one when Vince bought all um, those guys out. Yeah. And and to the 80s, that's, like, it's, like, trying to measure electricity with a yardstick. Yeah. It just doesn't make, it doesn't equate. It's hard. Um, I know a little. Yeah. Um, there's a series coming out that's The Rock is uh, involved with um, about the territories. So yeah. I'm probably going to watch that. Um, I wish they'd make a television show about it, that. It is. Oh, okay. It's, it's, all, it's on Vice. <laughs> okay, that's um, awesome. Or that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would watch the crap out of that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I just listen to a lot of like I listen to Steve Austin's podcast yep. pretty pretty often. Yep. And I've listened to Arn's podcast here and there. Right. Um, You're speaking of Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. Sorry, sorry. No. Um, Everybody knows Stone Cold. You're right. Yeah, Arn Anderson's podcast. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting topics in wrestling. A lot of... Absolutely. That we could just talk about. And, and my my history with wrestling probably starts in 89 mm-hmm. and then goes to 2004 and ends there. Right. And, and mine I, probably picks up in like 08. Right. And goes to now. So, so. we got like a four year gap there. It's going to hurt us a little Cause bit. Cause I was, you know, I was born in 02. Right. So did we ever say if we were going to do an episode when we talk about our favorite wrestling matches? Yes, we did. Okay. So we will not talk about that right now. No, we Gosh. will not. Ugh. That's going to be a hard episode. It would be. There's gonna be. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of matches out there. I completely agree. Um, like, a lot of Attitude Era matches were really good. Like that was a good era of yeah, wrestling. Absolutely. Um, and it is such a bummer that it seems like it's on such a decline. Um, mm. I loved Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man, um, Lex Luthor. Excuse me, Luger. Lex Luthor is a Superman villain, you dummy. Um, <laughs> Close enough. Um, but, I mean, I really thought the Nitro era of WCW was really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the back and forth between WWE and um, Some WCW. Some people would say that is the best era of wrestling ever. Right, I mean. Because it was so tight. And, and you have, I mean, they're ripping each other off. Yeah. And, and it's like... Bret Hart left. Right. We can get in that whole right. thing. Right. We can make a whole episode on that. Yes, I agree. And there's a lot of controversies in wrestling that we can make a whole episode yes, on as well. Yes, of course. AKA the Blue Blazer falling from the so- the ceiling. <sighs> there's a lot of things. Yeah, of course. Chris Benoit, dare I mention his Would, name. How about this? Would you call wrestling art? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's I no say. way it's not. There's no way it's not. And people who say it's not... It just goes over their head. So, okay. 
let's go ahead and have this disclaimer before anybody comes at us because we we like a lot of stuff right yeah. like i love disc golf and we will mm-hmm. talk about that yep, i play it too but i will understand i want people to understand this i know that wrestling is not real right do not tell me it's fake i completely understand that right. it is a soap opera but you cannot tell me that it is not more physically taxing than probably playing something like football yeah um it destroys people's bodies. Mick Foley. I mean, you wrestle. Yeah. What does it feel like when you get done? Does it feel good? I feel great. But, but you're kind of like exhilarated though. Right. But you're also working. You're not doing like you're not doing like a rest like an actual match. Not yet, no. Right. Um <clears throat> I mean, depends on what I do that day, right? Sure. Um Do you feel like you can feel your bones breaking down? Whenever you're taking bumps, no, not like can yet. You, can you imagine thirty being, years from being now? Ric Flair and being freaking R- seventy years old? Ric Flair feels awful. Right taking now. some bumps. Ric Flair feels absolutely terrible right now. Do you think that? Okay. Do you think that he will ever wrestle again? He better not. He shouldn't have even done this match. I I I could have sworn that five years ago he said that he was having his last WrestleMania. He had a, his quote unquote last match at a WrestleMania. What a bunch of crap! Yeah, they do it all the time. I know. I I am so. That's why I like the Undertaker so much. He seems like one of those guys who's just like, you know what? I'm done. And I'm not coming back. Well, now he did. He did do that one time. Come and I think I think and he came back. His last match was Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I know. And didn't he get like... He got a concussion during yeah. that match. But didn't he get like broke his neck when he... Well, he was wrestling somebody. Was it Goldberg? I don't when know. When he got if, seriously hurt? I don't know if Undertaker has broken his neck before. I don't say he broke his... I mean, I'm not... It was something like that. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. Um, But it was something similar like that. Like it was serious. Mm. Like where he could have... Something bad could have happened to him. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I know... Not long ago, Sting had a match with Seth Rollins where he had gotten, like, almost paralyzed mid-match. Really? Yeah. So, like, a you know, like a buckle bomb? Yeah. Uh, he took one of those from Seth Rollins. Oh, dude. And, like, Seriously. his whole body. Like, yeah, that's a horrible shot. Yeah. His whole body went, like, numb for, like, five or six minutes. Okay. So, we've talked about wrestling a ton. Do you, what is your favorite wrestling game? SmackDown versus Raw. Like what? Like 2013? 11. 11. 11 or 9. So, a lot of people crap on 2009. Right. But that was the one I grew up on and I love that game. So mine are absolutely, without a doubt, 100%. Um, WCW versus NWO, like Revenge, mm-hmm. which is like a Nintendo 64 not game. that one. Right. I would not expect so. And then WrestleMania 2000. Okay. Um, also not played that. So one. those are both THQ games. Mm-hmm. Same person made them. Right. It's the same like it's the same like grappling mechanics. It's mm-hmm. like you press B and it punches, or you hold it and it'll do like a strong punch. Right. And then there's like a grapple, mm-hmm. and then there's like a strong grapple. Right. And then you got moves off of all of that. Well, it's like I know what re- really revolutionized all those games is like. The, the SmackDown games. Yes. Like, Here Comes the Pain and right. the other one. I think it might, might have just been called SmackDown. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Was that 2000? When did that start? It was, it was like... It was like PlayStation 2, I think. So, it blew up um, when all those things were blowing up. So, like, Goldberg was in 
um, Revenge. So mm-hmm. there was actually a couple before that. Um, I think it was in like I think it was NW or WCW versus NWO. Um, Live, I think, was the first Nintendo mm-hmm. 64 game. And you just need to go and look it up. Like, yeah. go and look it up on YouTube because mm-hmm. you'll get a sense of this is where that comes from. Right. You know? Um, and it is very, actually, pretty realistic. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can, you know, do submission holes and all that stuff. Um, but uh, it also had the taunt. You know, yeah. like where you could do like you if you were stone cold and you You're flip throwing the, the middle you finger, throw out. middle fingers. If you so it's like if you push up, it would do it or sideways mm-hmm. or left or right, right. Right. But if you push down, he would shoot birds and roll back across. <laughs> it was so freaking funny. If you stood up, if if you get if you did like a tor- corner taunt, mm-hmm. like you would stand up and he would shoot birds like that. Like it was so funny. I I, I guess I bet at your age. You thought it was like the greatest thing in the world. Oh, I was like, oh, let me tell you a story about WCW or excuse me, um, uh, WrestleMania 2000. Mm-hmm. So, I hope my parents never listen to this podcast for lots of reasons, but this one will be a specifically icing on the cake. So that that game came out in 2000, right? right? I would have been a junior in in high school mm-hmm. or senior i was a senior in high school Mm -hmm. because that would have come out like in december because i Mm -hmm. got it for christmas quote unquote so i went with my mom or she went and bought it for me because i think she just asked me what i wanted for christmas Mm -hmm. right and this is probably one of the sneakiest things i've ever done (laughs) um and she didn't wrap it right Mm -hmm. she just left it out i guess she trusted me for whatever reason i mean that was dumb But uh, I took an old game, like it was like Mortal Kombat 2, that wasn't even like, it wasn't even, you know. Remotely close. It wasn't even a Nintendo 64 right. game. It was a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> That's so huge the car- compared to that. So the cartridges are completely different. Yeah. They're shaped the same. So right. they're about like this, right? So I took the game out, and then I put Mortal Kombat in there so it would have some weight to it, and then taped it back up very expertly, mm-hmm. and then I just had the game. Yeah. And you just... <laughs> played it before christmas time before christmas time i've never done that oh yeah but i'm i'm an evil genius in some way i was such a stickler for the christmas experience as a kid oh when i got that i literally just picked it up i was like thank you and i was like i've been playing this for months Uh, i i can vividly remember playing that with my friend david um it was it was awesome um Go I if you could get your hands on it somehow, if you have a switch, I bet it would be easy. I could probably uh, <clears throat> emulate it somehow. That is that should is something that you should do. Add that to the list. But I'm trying to keep so like as someone that's older than Gage, and I try not to harp on this too much because it just makes me sound like a jerk. Um I try and like be like, hey Gage, you should be doing this. But I try not to give him more than three things at once. Right. Right? So I I've got him, about twenty right now. <laughs> I do, that is not true. I no, gave you, not. I gave you two movies the other day, and I almost gave you three, and then I took one back because right. I knew it was too much. Um, two movies in a game now. That's it. That's it. No more. I won't do anything until you give me I will word. At least that you research are, the game. Yes. Without a doubt, try and play it. Sure. At least I, watch some YouTube of it. Yeah, and and I will <laughs> most likely at least have watched one of those movies by next time, because you are going out of town. I am. You sorry. Boy, rascal! You rascal! <clears throat> I am. So I will be gone. So 
I know that you guys are going to be sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for a new episode, so we're really sorry. Right, we're well, I don't gonna... know. Are we going to upload? See, I don't know when we're going to upload this one. That's really true. I so didn't think about that. You guys might just be wow. safe without, we'll have, yeah. without missing us. But so. we will have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but um, I think, unless you disagree, then we can keep going. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. I think we. I think we're. this is at a perfect, perfect little bow. We'll give everybody a little appetizer of what we're going to be talking about next episode. And I'm pretty sure it's our top five favorite shows. It is our top five. all time. Yep. Top five favorite TV shows. And this isn't top five best TV shows. No, so. no it is my favorite television shows mm-hmm. and gauges. Right. Not together. Mm-mm. Our separate lists. We're just going to talk about it. So Maybe we won't even get, end up naming all of them. But I'm going to name we, them all, and people are going to be pretty shocked. I'll try my best. I don't know if I can get five together. Sure you can. I might can. Why not? I just feel like I don't watch enough TV. What about five shows, though? I probably can do it. Okay. I think we can do it. Um, well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I do, too. I enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it, personally. It was awesome. um, It went amazingly well. Good. I think. Um, give us some feedback, uh, if you can. Absolutely. Hopefully, we can put that on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or our Twitter slash Facebook slash whatever website and website platforms we're all on. Yeah, um, we try not to lean too heavy into Facebook because you know yeah. the obvious boomerism of it. Um, so, um, are you Gen Z? Um, yes. Okay, so I'm a millennial. Yeah, dude, this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. This we're gonna great. take so many poops on boomers. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> poops for days. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about next time. Yeah. Um, make any kind of comments. We're going to get that stuff up and running. That mm-hmm. Instagram, I think, is already, yep. up, and it's already up and running. Um. So, um, thank you so much. Thank you to my dear, dear host, yeah. our co-host Gage. Thank who, you, Todd. Who put in some time to make this thing happen? Because Gage does all of our technical things because I don't have time to do that. <laughs> So absolutely, and I have this much time to do it, but we're gonna make it happen because I want this to happen. <laughs> I think this is an awesome. I, thing. I think more than anything, Gage will start to understand like he does not want me doing that. It's not gonna go well for us. So, um, oh, also, thank you to Austin. Yes, uh, yes, he recommended this name and yes. the logo. Yeah, so um, we're gonna start getting that stuff up. You guys are gonna be able to buy shirts and yeah. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of cool goodies. Actually, we don't. That's a lie. We don't know that. Yeah. Maybe maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. That would be, Rep a sticker on the back well, of your car. The way that we're going to say that is that it would be nice yes, if those things awesome. happened. But, but, but we knows. appreciate everyone that's tuned into this episode. And and please listen like listen to it. Like, feel free to come up and talk to us about it if you know us personally. Right. Um if we said something wrong, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, just let it go. We'll chalk that up to human error. Exactly. Okay? Human error exists, yeah. everyone. Well. But how about until next time? This has been the Me If I Was 20 podcast. With Gage and Ty. Yeah. See y'all next time. Boink. <laughs>